Up next, Astrological Metaphysical Radio on KFOX. Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And good day to you, Southern California. I hope you're having a bright and cheery day as we count down to the space shuttle launch tomorrow during Mercury retrograde and avoid course moon. Should be interesting. I hope not too entertaining. Question is, when does Mercury go retrograde? And the answer is, Mercury will go retrograde, in case you wondered. Today, after the show at 2.37 p.m., the Void Course Moon starts tonight at 11.19 p.m. And then the Moon will go into the next sign, Gemini, tomorrow morning, 9.43 a.m., which is 12.43 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, back east. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about... The 12 Houses of Life. That's right. Today is totally an astrology show, and it's a basic astrology show. And for you advanced listeners to the Astrology Hour, it's a good review, and it's also a wonderful way to find out what astrology is all about, in case you don't know. And there are actually, when we discuss equal house astrology, which is what I teach, there are 360 different house systems, meaning there are possible 360 different house setups, depending on which degree of which rising sign you are. Let me make that clear for you. We have 12 signs in the zodiac, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Each one of those 12 signs is divided by 30 niches, or what we call 30 degrees. Isn't it neat and logical and simple that you multiply 12 times 30, and you get 360, which equals a circle. Okay, so we find each one of the 12 zodiac signs divided by 30 separate degrees. Now, at any given moment, we identify planetary locations astronomically, interpreted astrologically, as far as degree location. So whenever we do any kind of chart interpretation or analysis, we are always interested in understanding these different 360 points that exist in the universe, because what we're talking about is location in space. Now, I want to make this clear. From our point of view, the Sun and the Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, from our point of view, travel around a belt around the Earth, a limited belt of stars, our star systems. And these star systems are the zodiac. They are the 12 signs that I just discussed with you. So in order to identify location for any given planet on any given day at any given time, it is important that we understand that we can find these planets located at any one of those 360 possible degrees. So if you're looking at the constellation of Leo, it is divided by 30 degrees, 30 points in Leo. So when the sun moves through Leo, it enters at zero and it goes one to 30 until it finally leaves Leo and goes into Virgo. Starts at zero Virgo. See how that works? Now. When we talk about house systems, we are focusing on the rising sign or the ascendant. The rising sign word and ascendant are synonymous. In your astroscopes, you will find a paragraph, one of the first ones in the astroscope, 
that delineates your ascendant. It'll say in mine, ascendant in Libra. Now, because ascendant and rising are synonymous, that means I am Libra rising. And if we look on my astroscope, where the nine would be on the clock face, and I go over to the far left edge of that wheel, where the nine would be, and I circle that grouping of numbers and letters, okay, and right there it says two zero on top, L-I, and then one seven on the bottom, which means that I am 20 degrees, that top number, L-I is Libra, and the 17 on the bottom is the minutes of that 20th degree. See, there are 59, 60 minutes to each one of the 30 degrees in a sign. And the minutes, of course, are not as important as the degrees. But, you know, to be really, really uh, specific, I am 20 degrees, 17 minutes, Libra rising. So my 12 houses are set up on that point, on that rising point, on that ascendant. Now, people say, Farley, what is the ascendant? Well, that's easy. The ascendant is the eastern horizon. And this is the direction in which the Earth is rotating at very fast speeds. you got to believe, for us to go around one full, complete rotation in a 24-hour period, we are really moving. I don't know exactly what the speed of rotation is, but it is very fast. <laughs> and actually, when a baby is born, when a being is born, and when a baby comes out of the womb and it becomes animated, the soul imprint is complete. And astrologers have traditionally learned to believe that this soul, the final imprint of the soul, the astral self, which imprints the baby's personality and character, appears to be approaching from the direction of where the earth is rotating. That's right. Which means the soul enters the baby from the east, the eastern horizon, or what we call the ascendant. And this is the final imprint. See, the soul has to enter the baby from this position, because this position, this degree of ascendant, is actually the character, the personality, the appearance, the identity, and the individuality that this soul, the uniqueness, and the separation factor that this soul has chosen for this particular life cycle. So the ascendant, or the eastern horizon, obviously, is one of the more, if not the most important part of any astrology chart. Is that clear? In other words, all the planets, the sun representing the soul, the moon representing the emotions, Mercury the mind, Venus the values, Mars the battery, the life force, Jupiter the philosophy, Saturn, the lesson in life, Uranus, the awakening factor, Neptune, the illuminator, and Pluto, the transformer. All of these factors are funneled or channeled through the ascendant in the east. So if you wanted to picture the astral body and its effect at birth, I want you to picture a light beam, a beam of light, an energy beam, going multiple times the speed of light, coming from the eastern point in the universe which means that my soul would enter from way beyond the Libra constellation. <laughs> I want to make that clear. That my, that my final imprint entered way beyond the Libra constellation through this entire universe to the earth and into baby Farley, which gave me that rising and that imprint of Libra 20. And that's where you get the ascendant. And the reason why the ascendant is so important, not only because it does represent character and identity and appearance and uniqueness, is because in Equal House Astrology, which is what I teach, the ascendant represents the starting point or the beginning point of the first house. And if you look at your astroscopes, you will notice that your astroscope is like a pie and it is divided into 12 equal slices. And you can actually number those slices because today's topic is called the 12 houses of life and the 12 houses are very simply 1 through 12. And now the bottom half of that pie, starting on the far left where the ascendant is, and you should have already circled that part, 
that far left part with those numbers and letters, the 20LI17 should be circled and should be written next to that ascendant also rising sign. And then you should also write in what you are. I'm 20 degrees Libra and 17 minutes. And the degree symbol is just like degrees in temperature. And the minute symbol is just like the minutes in a little bitty notch there, like an apostrophe or, or something. Now, once you've circled the ascendant, going counterclockwise, you number the bottom half houses, number one, two, and three in the lower left corner. And then in the lower right corner, four, five, and six in order. So you should have numbered those six houses in the bottom. The upper six houses, starting on the far right where the three would be in the clock face, that is called the descendant or the falling sign. The top six houses can be numbered counterclockwise from that point, seven, eight, nine in the upper right-hand quarter, and then 10, 11, 12 in the upper left quarter of that pie. So now you have found your ascendant, you have found your descendant, and you have numbered your 12 houses. So I want you to understand the significance here Because see, depending on what degree your rising sign is and what that beginning point is of the first house, because in my chart, the first house begins at 20 Libra and continues to 20 Scorpio. It stops. The second house begins at 20 Scorpio and continues to 20 Sag, and then that stops. Then the third house begins at 20 Sag and goes to 20 Capricorn. And all the way around the wheel, the fourth house is 20 Capricorn to 20 Aquarius. 20 Aquarius to 20 Pisces, 20 Pisces to 20 Aries, and then we're at 20 Aries, which is the point in the universe that is exactly opposite Libra 20, and that's my descendant, 20 Aries. My ascendant is 20 Libra. My descendant is 20 Aries, which is also the cusp of my seventh house. So part of this topic is to help you find location and identify where your houses are and what they are by number. So if you don't have your astroscope in front of you, if you haven't numbered this yet, you should be doing this. This is homework for you. So you go 20 Aries to 20 Taurus, 20 Taurus to 20 Gemini, 20 Gemini to 20. You keep going all the way around. Now let's say, for example, that you are a 16 Cancer rising. Then your first house at the far left would say 1, 6, C, N, and let's say 5 for 5 minutes of 16 Cancer then each one of your house cusps would be 16 Cancer to 16 Leo to 16 Virgo to 16 Libra to 16 Scorpio to 16 Sag, and so forth. So basically, there are 360 different personality types, different uniqueness factors that are possible for any individual being born in this plane, in this solar system, during any particular life cycle. So that's why people are so different, because of the rising sign, the ascendant, and the following 12th house setup, depending on what your rising sign is. That's why it is so fascinating if you should ever meet anyone who has a rising sign anywhere near yours. Get it? Because if you're like 14 Virgo rising and you meet another 14 Virgo rising, then all their house cusps are going to align with yours, 14 Virgo, 14 Libra, 14 Scorpio, 14 Sag, 14 Capricorn, and that makes for being able to see things easier, more eye-to-eye, more balance, more synchronization, more cooperation. So that's very important. Now, also, understanding that there are 360 different personality types now from the 360 different possible rising signs available, and also understanding there are 360 unique house setups, understanding what the 12 houses of life mean, and you can find anything in life in the 12 houses of life, because all of life lies in those 12 houses, I want you to understand a couple of things. Whatever sign is on the cusp of each house, in other words, 
The beginning point of each house is the ruling vibration of what goes on in that house. There's no such thing as an unimportant house. In other words, every house has equal significance. If there are planets in a particular house, then there is focus on that house activity, focus on that house karma. But it doesn't mean that any house has more weight or more power than any other house because each house has a controlling or a ruling or a guiding planet that controls activities that go on in that house. I want to make this clear. When you have an astrology chart, you are not only injected by the planetary influence, but you are also injected at birth cosmically. Your cells are charged by the vibration of the entire universe, not just the planets, but all the stars, with emphasis on that belt where the planets travel, the zodiac, or the ecliptic. So every one of those degrees in your chart has impact, (laughs) not just the planet. Make that clear, because we're talking about a vibration from this universe, which helps create uniqueness for us in this dimension. Now, in the next segment, I'm going to go over all the possible things I can think of that can be found in each one of the separate 12 houses. And I want you to know that astrology is a science of correlations. So to understand how you view your life and how your life is revealed, you must understand, number one, what sign is on each cusp of each house. Number two, what other sign is included in that house. Because unless you're a zero-degree rising sign, which very few people are, each house contains a combination of two energies. But I have found, because there's two signs in each house, like I'm 20 Libra rising, and that goes all the way to 20 Scorpio. So obviously my personality is majority Libra, from Libra being the rising sign and the dominant force, but because there are 20 degrees of Scorpio in that first house, hence the intensity, hence the compassion, the passion, there's a Scorpio moon in there, and so astrology being a science of correlations and combinations, we combine all the meanings to understand what is going on in a particular house situation to understand one's life. So today's subject is excellent for chart interpretation and understanding yourself astrologically. So we want to know what sign is on the cusp, what sign is included in that house if you're not zero rising, that combination, any planets in that house, how they're aspected, and also the Lord or the ruling planet that controls that house, where it's located, house and sign, how it's aspected, and in the end result, after analyzation of all 12 houses, all planetary locations, all aspects, and all ruling lords, we understand the uniqueness that we have chosen during this life cycle, during this life situation, which is what astrology truly reveals. Isn't that fascinating? This is the Astrology Hour on KFOX. In case you just tuned in, we are here weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock, 93.5 FM. We are an astrology class, an astrological metaphysical correspondence course offered to the people of Southern California for going on five years here at 12 noon. We're a public-supported show, which means we survive because people take this show as a class. A lot of people have learned and grown and expanded and evolved using this show, I'm happy to say. And at the same time, because they've used our charts and services and treated this as a class, it has enabled us financially to stay on the air and to be strong. Now, a topic like this obviously is critical, and a lot of people record these shows because they know that just because they might not get it today, they might listen to it at a later date, and then it'll make perfect sense. Obviously, to understand a show like today, the show on the 12 Houses of Life, you need an astrology chart. And there are some basic ways to send for charts which will help you understand this show. A reminder, astrology is a science of correlations and combinations. 
So if you understand that I'm giving you significance to what each and every one of the 12 houses mean, and then if you study and learn what the 12 sign vibrations are, Aries through Pisces, if you study and learn what the 11 possible planetary factors are, Sun, Moon, Rising, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and if you get down what the aspects basically mean, conjunction, sextal, square, trine, and opposition, then you'll have astrology down. And that's basically what's included in our instruction guide, how horoscopes work. Once again, if you get the 12 house meanings down, if you get the 12 sign meanings down, then if you get the 11 possible planetary factors, sun, moon, rising, and the planets, then you get the aspects down, you have the basics of astrology. So let's get that down once again. To understand astrology, you must know planets in houses, planets in signs, and planets by aspect. And that's all in our study guide. Now, here's some suggested reading to help you along. Number one, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook by Debbie Kempton Smith. The best book available on astrology, in my opinion, and the funniest. Also, Astrology for Yourself by Douglas Block and a wonderful female friend of his that I never remember her name, but I don't know her. I know Doug, but I always recommend that book. But also, The New Complete Astrologer by Derek Parker, which is a complete course on astrology. And then with this show, you'll be complete. Now, uh, let's go over what each one of the 12 houses of life mean. In the first house, depending on rising sign, and whatever two signs are combined there, or other planets that might exist in that house and how they're aspected, this will delineate childhood. We can understand the childhood effects and the early karma of life, or what we are subjected to in the early years. I would say 1 to 17, age 1 to age 17 can be found in that first house. Obviously, this is an energy of character development, personality development, emotional development, effects from the parents, and people in our lives. Okay, that's the first house. It is also how the world sees us. It is the strongest vibration we send out. It is our appearance. It is how we project ourselves. It is our personality. And all those factors can be designed and discovered and revealed in first house affairs, starting at the nine in the clock face where the ascendant is, and going counterclockwise to the eight, that first piece of pie is the first house. The second house, now first house being the self and how the self is viewed by the world, the second house is what the self values, what the self believes in, what is important to the self, what we call finances, money, in other words, assets of self, self's resources, and love factors of self. And that's all in the second house activity, depending what cusp is on the second house, planets in the second house and aspects to those planets, we can understand those factors. And also remember, there is a ruling planet to each sign. I always repeat them. I'll repeat them once more for you. Because if you know what sign is on the cusp, you can go to the ruling planet and find it and find out what's going on in a particular house by researching that ruling planet. Mars always rules Aries. Venus always rules Taurus and Libra. Mercury always rules Gemini and Virgo, both. Moon rules Cancer. Sun rules Leo, Pluto rules Scorpio, Jupiter rules Sag, Saturn rules Capricorn, Uranus rules Aquarius, and Neptune rules Pisces. And those are the lords of the 12 signs. Don't forget them. You should memorize them. The third house is how the self communicates. It's early communication, so hence it's siblings. It is focused on brothers and sisters, including karma with brothers and sisters. 
It is details, short trips. It is letter writing. It is telephones, computers, television, media. That is everything in the third house, and that is the first quarter of the chart. One, two, and three. Now, going over to house number four, which begins where the six would be on the clock face. This is where the self lives. The security of the self, the self's emotions, the self's past, past lives, the mother. This is also the self's insecurity, if any, and also certain, I would think, romantic factors that are preparing the self to be close to others. The fifth house, which is located from the five on the clock face to the four, that slice of pie, this is how the self creates. This is the self's creative process. Hence, the self's family it creates. The first house is more like the self's natal family. The fifth house would be the family the self would create. But it could also relate to family karma from the natal side. It is also the leadership factor, the paternal factor, whereas the fourth house is the maternal factor. The fifth house offers the paternal factor and also the driving force of pride and integrity in the self. The sixth house, which starts on the four in the clock face and goes to the three, represents how the self serves and also the maintenance of the self's body, the temple of the soul, the health of the body. It also represents pets. It also represents details as far as mechanical things are concerned, engineering, bookkeeping, figures, numbers. Okay, that's in the sixth house. Also, hygiene, cleanliness of self, taking care of self. Now, we jump up to the upper half. The upper half of the chart, these six houses represent the world, whereas the lower six houses represent the self. The upper six houses represent the self's contact with the planet and the people on it. Stepping into the seventh house, which starts at the descendant, which is opposite the ascendant or the falling sign, the seventh house is the house of partners. It is the house of love. It is the house of commitment. It is the house of marriage. It is also more romantic love. As the second house is more self-love and love vibration, the seventh house is moving into romantic love. Partners and people you would love, anyone you would love, for any reason. The seventh house is also the house of justice and balance and negotiation and counseling and resolution. We move into the 8th house, and the 8th house represents intimate connection with others, inheritances, legacies, transformation, rebirth, life and death situations, intense sides to humanity, the occult, mysticism, the unknown, unknown factors, possession, astral projection, entity interference. That's in the 8th house. In the ninth house, moving right along, which is located where the 1 would be on the clock face, to the 12, and the 12 at the top of the chart is called the Midheaven, or the cusp of the 10th house. The ninth house represents self's freedom, self's philosophy, teaching others and being taught. Whereas the third house is lower education, the ninth house is higher education. Travel, foreigners, philosophy, optimism, factors, happiness, and sports. The 10th house, which is just to the left of the 12 to the 11 on the clock face, is the self's success factor. Ambition, logic, practicality, evolution through suffering, and the house of karma. The 11th house, from the 11 in the clock face to the 10, represents the self's friends, if any, goals, directions, organizations, science and technology, 
It also represents high IQ factors, high intellect, humanitarianism, and technology for the sake of humanitarianism, accidents, divorce, sudden shock or violence, and also what I would call happiness factors. The 12th house, which is located on the 10 to the clock face to the 9, is the final house, and this goes all the way to the ascendant. And this is the house of the spirit self, the psychic self, the part of our bodies and ourselves that are not visible, the soul, the separation that we have chosen as experienced by the soul, enemies, debts to humanity, institutions, hospitalization, chronic health matters. Also, situations concerning spiritual and psychic awareness are total, utter self-destruction of drug abuse and alcoholism. Now, those are the 12 houses of life. And analyzing your chart and understanding what those houses mean and understanding the correlations and the combinations that astrology offers will help guide you down the road to astrological awareness and the sacred knowledge that lies in the higher self and the higher mind that is astrologically rooted. And I know a lot of you wanted to hear this topic, so it was for you. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.